Hello, this is Kevin Cook and welcome to March Access Live. Of course, in our studio today is City Manager Tony Delgado. Hey. Tony, how are you? Hey, welcome to March. Yes, and you are festively wearing your Detroit Tigers spring training attire. Right in the middle of it, a couple more weeks before the Tigers head back home and then I start the uh, Major League Baseball season. So, a fun fact you may or may not know, but this week we probably are going to set an attendance record. Oh, for the Red Sox game. The Re oh, look at you. Yeah. You're on top. So uh, Actually, we're going to be celebrating some stuff there. We're going to be actually doing a city proclamation to three of our local uh, Major League Baseball players that were part of the Red Sox World Series team. So Chris Sale and Steve Pierce and I think uh, Mr. Johnson, Brian Johnson also. Well, awesome. So if you're at the ballpark, you get a chance to see that. Or if you're not at the ballpark, why don't you get a ticket and, and get on up. Yeah, get out. But it's it promises to be Probably going to set a record, I understand, because the, the Boston fans travel, travel well, and, and we've been doing very well this season with attendance, yeah, so it sh should be a, a wonderful day. This past weekend, we hosted the Braves, mm -hmm. and I understand it was a, a packed day there as well. So enough about spring baseball, although I don't know if you can get enough of spring baseball. I don't think anyone can. <laughs> this session... On this show today, we have Julie Vogel to talk about the Mayor's Water Initiative. Okay. We have Beth Sherling, who's going to talk about the new Lemon Street Promenade Art. And we have Chuck Barnby, our transportation planner, who's going to talk about the new intelligent rail bypass system. So, a couple of things, water, art, and transportation. Yeah, and they're all, all significant to our community, and they're all very important. You know, when you think about water and what we've done over the past couple of years and created the Polk, Reg uh, the Polk Regional Water Cooperative, yep. where 17 municipalities, first time ever, 17 municipalities in the county got together, signed an agreement, and basically that agreement says we're going to work together in order to try to maintain this very, very important commodity to our community. We need water, not just for what we do daily, but we need it in order for great economic development growth, uh, to increase our our base and residential communities, those types of types of things. So without that, we can't survive. That's why the 17 municipalities got together, said we're going to work together. We're going to look for projects that will help us sustain uh, the ability to go ahead and continue to, to have water being pumped out of the aquifer um, so that we can continue to grow and do it, doing it in a smart way. Unfortunately, those projects are very expensive. Yes. And so we're working very closely with the state and the Swift Mud, our, our water district, and trying to find funding. But these are things that aren't going to happen tomorrow. These are things that are going to happen over the next 25 years so that when we get to that period, we still have the ability to have ample supplies of water for growth. And so anything that has to do with conservation, water initiative, is vitally important in our area, but throughout Florida. Well, as we see our population continue to increase in the state of Florida, those of us who have been here for most of our lives or all of our lives, you just take it for granted and think it's going to be there forever, but it's not an endless supply. I mean, people, Polk County alone uses 850 million gallons a day. 850 million gallons a day. And they anticipate in 25 years we'll be somewhere over a billion gallons. And that means... Not just residential, but it's every business, right. agriculture components that we have in Polk County. That is the type of water that's necessary in order for us to, to maintain the quality of life that we currently have. And water is the absolute critical element to yeah. sustain life. So yeah, exactly. we definitely need it. Exactly, exactly. 
And so that's vitally important, so I'm very happy that we have staff coming in to talk a little bit about that. Transportation, also vitally important, yes. especially with all the work that's being done here recently. I think it's been magnified with the CSX work that's being done here recently, and all of us having to drive over those tracks and have our cars basically knock our teeth out. So Chuck's uh, <laughs> going to talk about the new intelligent rail bypass system a little bit. So And that and that will give people who are on some of our major corridors an advance heads up yep. where there's an issue on the track so that they can go around it, find some of those bypasses, and do it, do it far enough in advance so when they're on the road they can make that necessary um, detour uh, moving forward. And it's something that we've been working with the Florida Department of Transportation for a while. They're a partner in this. They're actually spending money on this. Yeah, they are. Happen. So Chuck is going to give a lot of really good information, I'm sure. And coming up next month, we're going to have our first public meeting on the Dixieland, Florida Road Avenue Diet. Road Diet. Road yep. Diet. And that's basically taking the current four-lane uh, configuration down to three lanes, having a center turn lane, utilizing two lanes, giving a little bit more space. I don't need to tell people who drive it on a daily basis how uh, it is congested, but it is. there's also safety concerns. You're so close to each other on those roads, the sidewalks, there's not a lot of room for pedestrians along those sidewalks. This gives us a year to take a look at the, if these options can work for us. And we forget about the economic impact of doing right. something along this. The, the businesses along that Dixieland corridor want to thrive. In order to do that, people have to stop, people have to see them. Hopefully this will slow traffic down just a hair, not a lot. Just there so people can see those businesses. Well, not only that, it's going to make the sidewalks wider, so it's going to invite people to utilize the sidewalks. And that's going to be just more inviting for businesses as yeah, well. Hopefully on Saturday morning we right. don't have to put those orange cones out in order to keep people And something uh, that, you, that you're, you're probably aware of, and I don't know if our, our viewers are, is the Citrus Connection. Um, through that corridor, they're not going to have a bus stop. They're going to have an alternative route. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be like you're not going to get caught behind a bus. So really, uh, but, even though we're going to take the take the lanes down, so you'll have uh, a northbound and a southbound and a middle turning lane, you're not going to get caught behind a bus. And with um, some creativity by Florida Department of Transportation, we may be able to eliminate a light or two. I understand. We were just at a meeting, so yeah, we're they're talking. They're talking about that. They're talking about that. So, uh, if anything, your commute may may take just a little bit longer, but it's going to be much more inviting and much safer, which is a good thing for all. Yeah, and I think everybody sees the development that's happening around the city now, the, the new business that's happening. And Dixieland, that corridor is going to be uh, very important because it's an entrance into our main downtown. It's going to be very important to see those businesses thrive and hopefully see some new businesses as part of that. So, have you walked downtown lately? Have you seen our new art on Lemon Street? I'll tell you what, every year it's uh, very special. We it is. We do, this, we do the competition every year, have some incredible artwork being done by artists throughout the country. It's not just the state right. of Florida. Uh, bringing their art here every year, we, we as a city, and we've been lucky enough in the past to to identify pieces of art that we want to keep in the city and we move them around the city. So, yes, uh, we are a, a solid, advocate for the arts. We always have been, at least this organization has been. Having the Pope Museum of Art as a partner in all this is vitally important, especially since they've gone ahead and had a new partnership with Florida Southern College. So uh, this is a special time of the year and it leads right into Mayfair. It does. It does. So Beth Schoening is going to be here today and she's going to talk a little bit about Lemon Street Art and some of our other public art projects that we have around the town. 
Well, Tony, I know you're a busy guy, you. so you. we'll let you get back upstairs and That's make some decisions, sign some papers. And like you said, <laughs> got about two more weeks of spring training. Buy a ticket. Come yeah. on out. Yeah, support, please support do. our Tigers. Thanks for all you Thanks. do, Tony. Appreciate it. Our next guest is going to be Julie Vogel, and she's going to talk about the Mayor's Water Pledge. Julie, come on in. How are you today? I'm so good. Thank you for having me. Yep. Sit close. This is television. It, we it's, get, we it, get snuggy. Yeah, we do. So, Julie. Yes. What exactly do you do? Huh? <laughs> um, I do lots of different stuff. So I get to work at Seven Wetlands, which is part of our water utility. Um, that I'm, I'm not going to talk about Seven Wetlands today. Well, you're going to just a little bit, though. Just just tell us a little okay. bit about it for, that, for our viewers um, that may be watching that don't, don't know about it. Yeah, so Seven Wetlands is this, it's it's really neat. Um, we, City of Lakeland is very unique for lots of different reasons, and one of them is how we treat our wastewater. So most of our wastewater goes to just a regular water treatment plant. Right. It gets cleaned up for the first and second phases. The last phase, kind of in that process, is different. So most cities just goes to a wastewater treatment plant. It kind of stops there. Um, in Lakeland, it goes to, after it's treated, one time, two time, it comes to Seven Wetlands. And Seven Wetlands is a really large um, constructed treatment wetland. We take all of the city of Lakeland's treated wastewater. It's a beautiful place. It is. I encourage people to come out and check it out if you haven't been. We're a new park, so that's, we've been water utility for 30 so years. So how many acres is Seven Wetlands? 16, it's over 1,600. So 1,600 and seven wetlands, so it's seven cells. And what that does is each cell, the water travels through the cells, gravity fed, and nature does the last bit of polishing to clean that water Final up. polishing, exactly right. You've yep. been there before. Good I have, job. yes. Um, so we, Seven Wetlands, when, when water leaves Seven Wetlands, we connect to the Tampa Electric Company, takes yep. our wastewater and uses that at the Pope Power Plant. Um, and we connect to the Alafaya River, which is the Tampa Bay watershed. So a lot of Lakelanders might not know that we connect actually in Lakeland to two different really large rivers, the Peace River in Charlotte Harbor and Alafaya in Tampa Bay. So Good stuff. Good stuff. So when you're out there, are you outside all the time? Um, I'm outside as much as I can yeah. can get myself out there, yes. I was, I was just out there over the weekend. By yeah? The way. Yeah. Awesome. It was nice. You saw lots of alligators. I did not see one single alligator. Were there lots of people? No, there weren't. Really? I, but I didn't see one alligator. Hmm. I saw lots of birds. Yes. We have a ton yeah. of birds. Yep. So I'll, I'll take this opportunity and put in a little plug. Ooh. We have um, uh, two volunteers, and they're leading a nest two nesting bird hikes. The first bird hike is in two weeks, in uh, one week, March 16th. On okay. Saturday morning, yep. you can go with a guide and check so out. So how would the how would one sign up for that? You can visit our website. It's lakelandgovnet backslash seven wetlands. There you go. Thank you. Yep. So you can just go. You can go <laughs> here, and then you can do search site seven boards wetlands. Boards, departments, water utilities. Okay. There's Take a right lot, there. or you can just Google seven wetlands. Yep. Seven with a number seven in the middle for seven cells. So today, today, you're here to talk about still the, water, yes, just a little different. The, yes. the mayor's water challenge, which is yes. my water pledge. So yes. tell us a little bit about yes. that and so, why it's so important. Yes, um, water. You were kind of talking about this earlier. Uh, water is. Did you have your ear on the door? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, water is integral, right? It's it's life. I think it we is. Call it. Yes. So, 
Um, not just that, um, for our citizens, they pay a water bill, and if we conserve water, then they their water bill goes down, and we do a good job. It's the city with conserving water. So the Mayor's Water Initiative, it's, it's a national mayoral campaign for water conservation during the month of April, which okay. is Water Conservation Month. Right around the corner. Right around the corner. Yep. Um, Lakelanders can go to mywaterpledge.com. Not yet. Only during the month of April. Soon. Soon. And to make a pledge to conserve water. And if we're winning city, then residents can win lots of prizes. So not only are they doing their part to kind of save the environment sure. and conserve water, but they can get up to $3,000 off of their utility bill. Nice. Um, some irrigation kits, gift cards to home improvement stores, lots of... Good stuff. So you said, if we're a winning city, how do we win? What's we need the key lots there? of people to participate. So you, yes. watching right now, in April, yep. go to mywaterpledge.com and take the water pledge. And you'll be seeing that on our social media as well as our Access Lakeland newsletter and other media outlets yeah. as we promote that for yes. the month of April. Your awesome team is going to do such a good job helping Thank us you. promote. And you're going to hear Liz talk a little bit later. We're going to be at the Farmer's Market in April as well. And no, in March. No, April. April. Birthday. Yes. I'm sorry. This time changes has got me. I know. Right. Me too. I look. Seriously. I know. I know. It's the <laughs> Farmer's Market will be April yes. 20th. That's right. And I think there was talk about having a large... We're going to have fun. We're going to do some okay. things. Yeah. Some, some yeah. fun stuff yeah. We're to working promote on lots of different things, yep. and the water initiative is one of them. It is. So if they sign up with My Water Pledge, where are they pledging? You can. It's just a, a pledge to conserve water. So there's okay. lots of different you know ways that that could, could take effect. So you can say, I'm going to turn the water off while I'm brushing my teeth, or I'm going to conserve water. Um, but you're Doesn't everyone properly. turn the water off on the brush your teeth? Not everybody <gasps> does. What? No. So you should do that now. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, just lot, lots of different, okay. different and things. And they give you ideas. There's and, ideas there. Oh, good. You'll type in that your city is Lakeland. That's very important for for to win to win the prize anyway. Um, and to get us kind of recognized. And again, this is a national campaign, so we're it's a friendly competition among other cities nationwide good stuff and i know that lakeland we can just beat everybody and we're all competitive and yes. we like to win so yes. go to mywaterpledge.com in april and sign up april. and just remember to in your city's name lakeland that's right. all right yes anything else fun you can share with us what's going on um seven wetlands seven. it was hot it was yeah, hot saturday i know yeah. it's 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 getting Hot, so there's one thing I wish we would change, yes. though. And I know this is not the platform, but I wish we would allow pets because I like to run I can, my dogs. Let me, let me, I'll just, yeah, so we don't, no pets, no bikes. And right. I'll just take one of those because that's good. Um, we are first and foremost a, a wastewater treatment facility, so we'll always, you know, be, right. be kind of wastewater. So, pets, um, not that you know the water is dirty necessarily, but it's a wastewater facility, so we don't want 
that's out there necessarily. And I know you didn't see any alligators this weekend, but we do have very large alligators. Yes. Pets can be alligators. I've, I've, seen, them, I've seen them before. But if, yes. if the dogs were leashed. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I, I, know yeah. It's, I know it's not your call, but yeah. it, it would be nice. And no, and we don't do bikes. Um, so, so you know, the bikers say, well, why don't you have bikes? And the hikers say, thank you for not having bikes. Right. Um, no bikes. We, if you do go out and visit again, you'll notice that we have very large berms. There's mountain bikers um, in Loisart Park, just the, to the north of us, Polk County yep. Park. And any little bit of erosion can cause water to kind of find a way through. So we just. Yes. Yeah. So it's very important Safety. the way the, the wetlands are set up to, to protect the integrity of each cell. Yes. Uh, it's gravity fed once again, so totally get the the rule about bicycles. Yeah. yeah. But if you're a birder, yes. okay, it's your place. You want to come and hike and jog? It's Actually, a, it's, it's a great a place, just to, place just to get out and see nature and be a part yes. of nature. So it's, yes. it's awesome. It's That's good, what I, I tell, stuff. you know, you would never know that we were a waste order treatment facility if you just came there for the first time and, and Julie didn't tell you that. It's Never just know. a beautiful yeah. place with lots of birds and wildlife. Well, Julie, thank you for being thank here. You. And we look forward to winning mywaterpledge.com uh, yes. in April. All right. So our next guest thank is, thank you, is, wait, our next guest is Beth Sherling with, with the Parks and Rec Department. So Jason says, we do this before the next guest. I don't care about the statue in Munn Park, but why did you mislead the public and spend money from the red light cameras to move it? Isn't that money for road improvements? Well, that's a great question. Is it Jason? That's a great question, Jason. No, uh, the red light camera funds were never intended for transportation projects. In fact, the city commission made the decision a long time ago when we first put up red light cameras to only use the money for art projects and for arts and culture. However, um, the, this current city commission that we have decided to use some of the funds to move the Munn Park statue to Veterans Park. So that's going to be happening very, very soon. But the red light camera funds were never earmarked just for transportation projects. But thank you for the question and thanks for tuning in. So next, come a little closer. It's ah, Beth Sherling with, with Parks and Rec. Hi. How are you? Good. So we've got a new sculptures on Lemon Street. Yes. All the right. Ford Outdoor Sculpture Competition. Yep. All 10 of them are officially in as of last Monday. Okay. So we wanted to come and just kind of let people know that, yes, they are different. They are. <laughs> and they're very different this year. I like the fact that it's so diverse. Right, yeah. right. Not just a bunch of steel or like we right. had a lot of animals last year. Yeah. Literally, every yeah. single one is pretty different. Horse and cow was the theme last year. <laughs> right, yes. Every kind of animal <laughs> you could imagine. Seahorses. And yes. Yes, yeah. but this year, yeah. we have our tallest sculpture at 18 feet. All right. Jack was optimistic. And it is on the corner of, um, across from Mojo's Federal. Okay. So, that was my little tidbit. Of Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Do you have a favorite? Oh, gosh. I always have a favorite. Well, Lunar Eclipse just got in last Monday, and it's kind of a dual favorite. Hanna Gibran is the sculptor, and he has been here multiple years. Yes, he and has. He's a joy to work with so but it's actually kind of cool too and that's right on the corner so of he's Mass. not a temperamental artist no no lovely comes in Good. comes out heads on to his next i like one. it yes i like no, it's it fantastic so the sculptures 
or tell us a little bit how we choose them tell oh, us yes. a little bit about Certainly. how long they're there so um starting in the fall we put out a call to artists yep. we use a web application called cafe and ask for artists to submit their works um, we take those through the end of the year so artists out there in the fall definitely get ready and get your submissions um so december 31st and then we have a jury that meets to um, decide narrow it down to our top 10 with five alternates okay um and i believe you know a little bit about i do that process. i'm on the jury <laughs> so how many how many pieces of art were submitted this year we had 73 submitted and then a few of them had to pull out just for different logistical issues right. because obviously we're out in the road and stuff right. so i think we ended up with 65 that we right. actually looked over that day so start out with 65 you would look down to 10 and five alternates of so 15 so that's that's a lot of yes. back and forth because yes. everyone has different artistic tastes yes yes and it's exciting that they all came through we have one that's called walk the walk and it um the sculptor uh, madeline lord dedicated it to the parkland survivors so and those are things we don't always get into the we don't right. get to find out right. because it's so much information so the sculptures are just got installed right and how long will they be there they will be there um, we say through the end of the year probably most of january they'll be there as well but if you want to see them definitely get out there this year and check them out um our website is in the process for the year our story map with our gis department is in the process for the year but they are out there so yep so look for that in the next few weeks the city's yeah. website will actually have each piece of art and you'll be able to vote for your oh, favorite yes. piece of art the people's choice award coming up here next month as well yes on our facebook on the city yep. main city facebook page yep. so so you can find all of our social media by searching at where we go yep so this is public art is pretty important to the city yes and we try to buy a piece or two yes and we we feng shui is in mun park if you haven't seen feng shui flying in the trees mm -hmm. We have Crocodilus, Crocodilus over by the train station. Mm -hmm. And I know that our Deputy Director of Parks, Pam Page, has got a couple of pieces that she is fancying right mm -hmm. now. For sure. For so sure. we may see more art. If you also get a chance to go to, to Hollis Garden, you'll notice that a couple of pieces that we bought in the past as well are in Hollis Garden. So uh, art does many things and one, it, it evokes different feelings in, in individuals but art is a great thing it starts the conversation it, it gets you outside it gets you outside our, our art out in our parks is and i really love the fact on lemon street promenade which you know uh, someone who works downtown and i walk downtown for lunch almost every day yep. i take a stroll down lemon street and and uh admire the art yay yes. good kevin yes <laughs> Well, I want to thank you for being Absolutely. with us today, and we'll have you back sometime soon. Talk about other great parks and recreation initiatives. Thank you. All right, thank you. Mm -hmm. Our next guest who's been here before is the talented, the powerful, and knowledgeable Chuck Barmby, our transportation planner. Chuck, come on in. Well, good morning. I don't know if I can live up to that, yes. to that lead in. <laughs> Chuck, you look like you got some sun over the weekend. Yes, a little spring training down in Sarasota. Come a little closer as television. There you go. <laughs> So you, you're, you you caught a spring training game. Tony and I were just talking about that to start the show. It, it is it is a great time of year. It is. It's fun. I've caught a few spring training games so far this season, and 
I want to go to Thursdays, the Boston Red Sox here at Detroit it's Post. A packed house. It's going to be a packed house, but we also I've got leadership laked on that day and a few other things. So I'm not going to make it, but that's 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 one of the games I really wanted to check out. So anyway, I'm glad you caught a game. Absolutely, good thing. So we're here to talk a little bit about something new. Yep, yep. That's going in right now. Or it's supposed, I think it's operational this week for testing. It's supposed to be. That's the, yeah. that's the current schedule. Yeah, so that is the Intelligent Rail Bypass System. Yes. Did I get that right? You got it. Our Intelligent Transportation System. Right. It's, <laughs> we just call it the Rail Bypass System. <laughs> there you go. Tell us what that is. Um, it's actually going to be a system that will tell motorists when the uh, gates are down at Florida Avenue crossing downtown and advise them to go over to Sykes Boulevard to go around that rail crossing. You know, we've got an underpass now on the Sykes Boulevard corridor yep. where you'll have to stop and the trains go through. And so motors will start seeing digital signs starting at about Frank Lloyd right way from the south and from Memorial Boulevard on the north. Oh, good. them know when the gates are down. So when the digital signs that will be installed this week light up, then you'll know to take the alternate route. And then from the north, you can take either George Jenkins to Kathleen Road and go underneath the rail line, or if you're coming from the south, take Frankway or uh, take Florida Avenue to Lime Street. Yep. Turn left on Lime, go down the Sykes that way. And so this is a very innovative project. DOT is is constructing this really an outgrowth of the Polk Rail study that was completed about five years ago. Yeah, 2014. Yep. Yep. So how many digital signs? I believe there's 14 of them. 14 of them at this point, and it's a combination of uh, signs that will be mounted on the traffic signals that uh, will be black until the, 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 the bypass is enacted. And then a digital message will appear to let people know to take the bypass route. Uh, you also see some ground mounted signs as well that will have beacons on top that will start to flash whenever the bypass system is enacted. And then on the detour route itself, you'll have ground mounted signs that will tell you how to get back to either US 98 or the State Route 37. Good stuff. It's, it's, it's huge. So has the it's, F, it's an FDOT project. Exactly. Have they installed something like this in other locations? Um, to our knowledge, that this is the first in the state of Florida. What? And, and so uh, this is a very unique system for us. There's a feature phase that's not funded at this point, but there's a feature phase that would actually also gauge the length and the speed of the trains and, and enact the bypass system depending on how much delay is expected to cross. Wow. So that Magic. Yeah, I mean, this is... <laughs> It was about 600,000 additional to create the computer program to uh, uh, enact that system. Only a couple of places in North America have used it at this point, and it's kind of had some varied success. And so we figured, let somebody else be the be the beta test yeah, on that, the pig. be the guinea pig, yeah. and we'll we'll adjust something in the future. So for our viewers out there, what's going to happen is the train's coming through downtown, and the cross arms go down on Florida Avenue. The signs will then be activated, yep, yep. warning motors that there's a detour route, and actually showing them the way, if you will, of that detour route. So it's it's good stuff, and we really thank Florida Department of Transportation for for working with us and installing this. It's about just about a million dollars in terms of construction costs, a little over, actually a little over nine hundred thousand. And so DOT, I mean, this is part of our continued investment to really mitigate the additional, uh, the impacts of the additional rail traffic that will be coming through downtown Lakeland. Uh, we've got some pedestrian overpasses that are in the works as well in the downtown area. And so this is part of an overall program to, to really keep north and south side of downtown from being divided by the rail line. So we're very appreciative of their investment. We are. So the 
message boards are due to be installed. All the underground infrastructure that's been installed, the uh, message boards themselves are due to be installed this week. Mm -hmm. And we'll be in testing phases really soon. So motorists traveling down Florida Avenue, there's going to be an alternative route for you. So you don't have to get stuck waiting on a train. Exactly. <laughs> uh, community and economic development say, hey, Chuck, we love having you on the team. <laughs> Chuck's got a fan. <laughs> Before you go, something that I cannot wait for is the Florida Avenue Road Diet through Dixieland. I'm looking forward to that, and we have our first public meeting coming up in April. Yep, April 9th at the RP Funding Center, 5 to 7, uh, open house format. Yep. So come in, talk with the project team from both the city and from DOT. Uh, we'll be there during that time answering questions. We'll also have some informational videos that we'll be able to tell the public about, you know, exactly what to expect right. coming up. Uh, but right now, it's like construction of that road diet test will be uh, about this time next year. Okay. So, uh, you know, this is going to be, and this is, again, this is the first in the state of Florida. So there is a lot that's happening here, focused on Florida Avenue, that's really going to help move people through our downtown area. So that meeting is coming up in April. It's April 9th, 5 to 7, RP Funding Center. And we're going to have artist renderings. We're going to show uh, our, our visitors what that's going to look like and what they can expect. But one thing for sure, it will make the area safer for not only motorists, but pedestrians, which is super important. And something new, uh, Florida Department of Transportation, not only looking at ways to, to, to move people, automobiles uh, through an area, but they're also looking at economic vitality, which is really cool for this project. There was a study completed by, by DOT about three years ago that did look at the economic impacts of a road diet and some other improvements in the in the downtown and Dixieland areas. And so DOT is really, again, really taking a lot of a, a, a big leadership role in looking at transportation holistically. It's not now just about moving cars, but how, right. can, the, how can the streets actually improve the health and the, the vitality of our communities? That's very important for us. It is. Well, Chuck, I just want to thank Thank you on behalf of the city and our, our citizens for all you do. You're a hard working Well, thank you very much. We sure and, appreciate and the support. We, we, our viewers out there, a lot of our, our transportation needs, this guy right here is on the forefront fighting the battle for us all, so keep up the good well, fight. We appreciate the public support and engagement and and just, you know, let's, let's keep moving like a forward. That's right. And our, we'll talk real soon. I want to bring you on to talk about Brightline in the very near future. Yes. Another, right. another topic. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate it. Take care. Yep. So Dustin asks, is there a plan in place to increase internet speed for Lakeland? So uh, if you're talking about broadband, we do have the, the city owns over 300 miles of fiber optic network. And there is a study being conducted right now that our city commission signed off on magellan advisors is looking at it the city may go into business uh i will tell you though there's already there's private entities out there with comcast and and in the county you've got frontier which is fios you've got charter so there's there's private individuals out there you've got at&t uh, private companies rather that that are already offer that service, um, and we just have to figure out if it's a good thing for a public entity to go and offer services that would battle these private entities. But that's something that uh, our city commission is going to sign on the very near future. Thank you, Dustin, for that great question. So now we've got Liz Holiday, who's fresh off a podcast convention, so she's all knowledgeable. 
on everything podcast, mm-hmm. but that's not what we're going to talk about today. Maybe that's in the future. Yes. Liz, tell us what's going on. So there's a lot going on. Uh, we mentioned the road diet. Um, recycling survey. Event. Yes, yes, the road diet event. But the recycling survey, that is the whole month. Um, March 31st, I believe it ends. Yep. Unless we extend it. Um, and the link, the easiest way to get to the link right now is just go to lakelandrecycles.com or to lakelandgo.net on the homepage. Yep. We've tried to put it kind of everywhere. But uh, yeah, this is our recycling survey and it's really important. I learned once we started doing this stuff um, that the plastic bag problem is really a problem for recycling because it actually uh, it messes the machines up and they have to actually stop and we really need uh, everybody in Lakeland not to recycle your plastic bags in your big bins. You need to take them to stores to recycle them. Don't put them anywhere near your blue bins. So as Liz stated, even though and, and the Cook household was very guilty of this, we would take our plastic bottles and we put them in a Publix bag and then I'd go drop it in the blue recycling cart. Don't do that because what happens is put them in loose, just drop your, your bottles in your recycling cart because the plastic bags get caught in the gears that do all the sorting at the MRF. This is the materials recovery facility that you, you can see some pictures of and the plastic bags get caught in the wheels and that's that's a bad thing. For one, then the machines have to all be stopped to get the plastic bags out and a lot of the workers, when you got the guys with the gloves and the guys and the gals pulling and, and sorting materials, they don't know if it's a contaminated bag, if it's garbage or what have you. So even though you may be doing a good thing and recycling your products, it, it's probably being thrown away because those working don't know what's in the bag. So uh, throw away your bags or take them to Publix and, and recycle them at your, your grocery store. Mm-hmm. But we definitely want you to take the, the recycling survey. So that's yes, something that's going on right now. Go take the survey because we yep. want to hear from you. So what else we have going on? We got uh, Earth Day coming up. Earth Day, yes, and I think we'll have more event, uh, more details next. We month. will. But we are going to be at the farmers market, the city of Lakeland. We're going to be at the farmers market with the water utility and Parks and Rec, I believe. And recycling. And well, yes, and recycling, and um, and we're going to be doing a cool project. Yeah, so we're looking at uh, a cool outfacing, hands-on art project as well. So stay tuned. You'll see more of that. That's right around the corner. But save the date, Earth Day, Farmer's Market, which is April 20th. Mm-hmm. And then this week, uh, RP Funding Center has the Imperial Symphony, Symphony Orchestra doing an Italian symphony. Um, the 15th, they are swearing in in a ceremonial swearing in of Chief Ruben Garcia at uh, First United Methodist Church. That's with Lakeland Police Department and three other officers are going to be sworn in March 15th. The 22nd, there's a free lunch and learn. Free lunch and you can learn how to... Where's this? That is at Lakeland Electric on the first floor. So they say there's no free lunch, but there is here. There is. It is free. You just have to register. Um, The link is on the calendar at lakelandgov.net slash events or on our Facebook events. You can go there too. And that's hosted by the UF IAS Extension Polk County, and they do a great job. They do. So that's the University of Florida. And then the biggest one that's coming up, I think, in terms of scale, is Sun and Fun. That's coming up. It's in, right around the corner. Yeah, that'll be before our next Access Lakeland Live. And that's April 2 to 7 out at Lakeland Linder International Airport. Yep. And this year we have the Blue Angels. Blue Angels, yes. So they're they back. Be there. Popular demand. And there is the Sun and Run which is a really cool 5K, 
and it's at uh, the airport and you actually will be flanked by the blue angels when you start the race and as you're doing the race the hot air balloons are going to be going up all over the place cool so it sounds really cool so let me tell you i was out there last year and you run on the tarmac you actually run out on the airport it's really cool and at what a sight as because you start early in the morning and the hot air balloons are going up it's it's uh you don't get to run on an airport runway very often so this is a great chance how does one sign up for that liz so that one that's also at all of our calendars uh just check our facebook events check our website calendar you can um, look at the stuff lakeland linder is putting out as well they they uh they're doing a great job um talking about this event and that one's on april 6th and i believe it's it's early it's like 7 a.m 7 a.m so. yeah so liz how can one follow the city of lakeland on social media i'm glad you asked well thank you just look for at lakeland gov type in lakeland gov you'll find us at all the social media platforms and also you'll find us on next door too we're there if you're not a next door get on next door so instagram if you're not following us please do twitter mm -hmm. facebook next door and keep out for our keep an eye out for our stories too because we're doing instagram stories and facebook stories from time to time now so our goal is to have an informed and engaged citizenry and we're always looking at new and improved ways of reaching our public so please follow us on the social media platforms to find out exactly what the city of Lakeland's doing. We've got a, some cool things going on. We have our hands-on videos. We've got some other big plans. Had a meeting this past week on some, some new things that you're going to be seeing on our social media pages. So uh, keep in touch. Follow us. Be a fan. Yes. All right. Less. Thank you, Liz. All right. Thank you. Well, we've had a very informative show, and thank you for those questions that came through. This has been Kevin Cook with your March Access Live.